Attention Patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show, my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. Yay! I hope you're watching us on YouTube today because we have a lot of great material to bring to you today and the YouTube gives you the whole experience. You actually get to see the text of what we're talking about. And uh, remember, on the chrisannhall.com website page where we have the shows, I give you a list of the uh, hyperlinks to the articles that we reference, and in this case, yesterday's case and today's case, Supreme Court Opinions. I think, JC, and I know you agree with me, it is so important for us to take the time to actually read through these opinions rather than just hitting the headlines and uh, seeing what, what other people are saying about it. I mean, the, the Cake Baker case, all that stuff proves that we can't trust the media for these things. Well, that's, that's the key to all news, all information. I mean, right. that's, that's really at the core of what, what you do what we do at Liberty First University, you know, I mean, the whole, right. the one of the core premises, if you're a Star Trek fan, the prime directive, prime directive, right, <laughs> is go to the source. Yes. Go to the source. I mean, that. I love that. The Liberty First University prime, prime directive. directive. Not everybody's a Star go Trek Go to geek. the source. Well, but prime directive is, <laughs> prime directive is, is absolutely self-explanatory yeah. i i know some star trek nerds i mean i do uh and i mean i there was that time big, that i wasn't even looking at the television and there fans. was like two and a half seconds of Dun, the enter no 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 it was the engine of the enterprise right. humming and i was like you got star trek on <laughs> so yeah so for those that don't know Right. Prime directive. That was their number one command, you know, which yeah. was don't interfere with some other civilization, whatever, Life whatever, whatever. Right. Uh, so but yeah, that I mean, that's that's kind of the prime directive of, of right. information uh, assimilation. Right. Go to the source. That, I mean, that's again, that's what we do. Well, here. that's a directive of hermeneutics. Yeah. And, and it's, a hermeneutics is 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 a principle of document interpretation. Well, and it's one of the application. To me, it's at the heart. Uh, I mean, it's one of the things at the heart of the problem in, you know, what we battle every day. That's why right. people are so, you know, so, so many, such a large swath of the American population is so stupid because because of that, because of the violation of that principle. They don't go to the source. So, 
you know, you look at news headlines and these talking heads, and, and a majority of the time, I mean, how many, we've talked to so many people, we talked about this before on the show, where we run into people who are experts in their field, right, in the sense right. of, you know, I've been doing this all my life, like um, doctors, physicians, particular specialists in, you know, certain medical fields or engineers we've run into, uh, you know, sailors, just whatever, people that have been doing what they're doing for 40, 50 years. Right. And then it's countless stories that we've heard from them about their interaction with journalists or experience with a news story. Right. And everywhere you run into someone who really knows about that field or knows what's going on, what you see in the news, according to them, is always, always 100% wrong. Right. 100% of the time, it's wrong. I mean, not like the the, the thing may not be 100% wrong, but 100% of the time, it's not wholly accurate. Right. So when you, and we had that same experience with you, with your experience, you know, what we went through with you being fired for teaching the Constitution when you were a prosecuting attorney in in the state of Florida. You know, we had journalists interview and do the story and all this sort of stuff. And, and I'm not talking about liberal journalists. I'm, almost all of them were no, conservative no. journalists. These were conservative journalists. The none liberal journalists of them, didn't bother contacting None of them got the story right. None of them. I mean, even, JC, when they interviewed me. Yeah, it was even, never, We're talking about conservative news stories. accurate, ever. Conservative news, news outlets, conservative news journalists, even when they personally interviewed yeah. me, didn't get it right so because then, they had they had a they had an angle right. that they wanted to highlight. This was something that they wanted to show. So then that's show. people on your side, mm-hmm. right? Trying to do a good job, right. not trying not trying to trish, twist your words, and they still get it wrong. Now think about how bad opposition journalism is, right? Whose whole purpose is to twist your words. So it's like the quote we have on the T-shirt. In at the Liberty First Gear store of, from Thomas Jefferson mm-hmm. about hey, what can be believed. I mean, this nothing is, can what, believe. Nothing be can be believed, believed in, now that is printed in a newspaper. In these filthy rags, right? Yeah, I mean, he didn't say filthy rags, fish wraps. But right. you know, and that was what eight, eighteen. I don't know, eighteen o three or eighteen o seven or something like that. So my goodness, look at where we are today. Well, this segues. So into that's the point. Go the to thing. the source. This segues into what we're what we are uh, one of the first things that I wanted to rant about today uh, before we get into the Supreme Court opinion. We have this. Do you know who Michael Knowles is? I do. Okay, so Michael Knowles tweets out: I see nothing wrong with amending the Constitution to make flag burning a criminal offense. I don't support blas or I don't support blasphemy laws. Yes, you do. And I understand the First Amendment quite well. No, you don't. No, you don't. Seriously. And his his title on his Facebook page now is potential White House press secretary. Right. So I guess he's either jokingly or you know, slightly hinting that he wants to be the White House press secretary. Right. But Michael Knowles is a journalist. Michael Knowles says that we should have a constitutional amendment 
to make flag burning a criminal offense. Uh, first off, what what kind of crime would that be that would fall under federal jurisdiction? And, and, and this guy's a lefty, right? Yeah. No, he's not. <laughs> no. So I, I just when I when I did the radio show last week, where I pointed out that Candace Owens was wrong when she tweeted out that uh, the pre if I were president of the United States. I would um, make you. Uh, I would make burning the flag a, uh, a, a, a grounds for exile. Right. I mean, she <laughs> says you have 30 days to liquidate your assets. You have then 30 days to exit the country. Yeah. By force of government. Now I can. I think that's obviously nuts. Mm-hmm. But. You know, if you want to, if if you want to make an argument, you know, it's just bombast that she's sort of, she just off the cuff, just just talking, just blasting the lefties, sort of tongue in cheek. Okay, I can get that. I don't, I don't know, but this is not this this, okay. this guy's making a reason argument, and I don't, I'm not, I'm right, not no, arguing no, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just not saying, even going to buy the argument that she's no, just I'm not saying, bombastic. No, no, I'm not saying I buy a, it. This is a no, well played plan. Hey, I, I this talk, was Castro's law. No, I'm just saying. I, I talk like no no I talk like that I'll pitch something like that and it'll be pretty well thought out and I'm just tongue in cheek <laughs> just mocking the left I get so I I didn't say I'd buy it mm -hmm. but you can make a case they can make a case so I'm not in particular I'm not going to throw Candace Owens under the bus you know just for that I don't know maybe she was joking maybe not but okay. nevertheless well, let me point if a, not that's wrong but this guy my point is this guy's not okay right but this is not a joke this. I'm not, I'm not, nobody threw Candace Owens. No, I didn't say you bus. did. I'm just saying. All right. I'm just saying what, when I'm, I'm making a contrast. Okay. Yeah. You could look at that. Cause some people say, well, she was just joking. Okay. She may have been joking. This guy you can't say is joking. This no. is not a joke. He's, he's making the case. Yeah. All right. This is a reasoned argument. And he's not a lefty. He's not a lefty. Right. <laughs> so I don't, what I'm saying, I don't necessarily disbelieve that somebody else wasn't joking. There, there's no way this guy's joking. He's not joking. I mean, he's making a reason argument. No, I understand what I'm talking about. I don't support blasphemy. All else. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. People don't understand. And this is a problem with what's called modern conservatism. And, and, right. and you guys who came out on the YouTube all freaking out when I'm talking about conservatism. Oh, please name one and give an example. Okay, here's yet another example since that show. But come on, get back on YouTube and make your argument why this is okay. And I'll show you why. You you don't support liberty. You don't support constitution. So call yourself a conservative all day long. Is this, if this is what conservatism is, then conservatism is not constitutionalism. It is not the support of liberty. So like I, I want to say that one more time. Choose your labels, okay? And if this is the label you want to go under, right. then this is what you believe. And don't pretend that you support liberty and support the Constitution because you do not. Well, the thing that drives me nuts, JC, is when I talked about Candace Owen, and I'm sure as we're talking about this today, the attacks that we will get for these statements. Well, he's not as famous. Well, it doesn't matter. It's the principle. But many constitutions. Many conservatives it doesn't support who this. Said it, JC. Shoot the you in the point, head if you don't pledge. The point I'm trying to make is, is that the attacks that I got for statements that we should not 
uh, have flag burning as a crime, that it is a matter of the First Amendment. The attacks that we got were from from the those who identified as conservatives, you, those who identified as Trump supporters. Are you saying you and agree then, with flag burning? Yes. Oh, you think people should burn the flag? No, I think people should have the right to burn the flag. Okay, I'm not asking and, that. And let me say, no, no, no. And and here's the I'm point. I'm saying they're saying if you if you think someone should have the right, mm -hmm. then you agree with the statement they're trying to make. You agree with burning the flag. No. Those, those are two different things, are those they not? Are, those are two different things. But let me point it. Well, I, I, I'm going to make a very outlandish statement when we come back from the break regarding flag burning that's probably going to make people's heads spin. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. We're talking about this crazy, outrageous statement by Michael Knowles, conservative journalist who makes the outlandish comment well maybe he is a conservative but he's not a constitutionalist right so he makes the outlandish statement that he understands the first amendment quite well but he sees nothing wrong with amending the constitution to make flag burning a criminal offense okay here's here's the thing jc before the break asked me do i agree with flag burning i agree that you have a right to burn the flag but let me make a very serious historical application, okay? The flag to the republic for which it stands, okay? It is a representation of the republic. Correct. It is not a representation of America, okay? So let me make this statement. If the statement in burning the flag is a statement that the government is destroying the republic as a symbol of the destruction of the republic the burning of the flag takes place i believe that that is a perfectly acceptable expression of of a uh statement against an unlawful government destroying the republic yeah well, that's the problem. I mean, what is the message? Right. right. The message is, is in the, message? the sender. Because so people send that message. What you're describing, the way that I've most seen that is flying the flag upside down. Yes. Which is which is an accepted uh, symbol. Like it's, it's understood the to mean. The country is in distress. Yeah. So it's a sim symbol of distress. I think it's a nautical symbol or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, or you know, using military. Uh, terms or what have you but it, it it means like it's an established meaning it means distress it's a sign of distress so they use that for what what you're saying but if they were I doing that like, like you were saying right i have a photograph it's the same now thing. of the constitution in flames yeah right that that is a symbol of the federal government destroying the constitution yeah i post that picture of the constitution in flames 
on social media all the time. Never do I get a complaint, JC. But but if I posted a picture of the flag in flames, okay, see, this is the point that I'm trying to make. We are over over uh, uh, making it's speech. this speech. You're criminalizing speech. We're criminalizing speech, but because it's a message. Right. Maybe right? I don't need to say what I was about to say, but no. But in matter. essence, it's a message, right? Right. When you do that, you're sending a message. So what is the message, what right? Now, the typically message? the message. So when you see burning the flag, typically it's understood to be, you know, I hate America. It's a rejection of America or whatever. Somehow you hate America. Now I think. T- today in a lot of places in the 1970s it was not burning the flag was not a, i hate america right it was i hate what america's doing no i understand it, i hates what the federal government is doing yeah that's, no that's you're, the you're, abs- symbol. you're absolutely correct so i what i should say what i what i'm getting at is how it's interpreted by the right. folks saying this so that's how they interpret it right so let's think about that if you interpret it as there this is a message of i hate america okay so do you want to criminalize? If someone made that statement, mm-hmm. should that be a criminal offense? Okay, Because it's the same thing, right? How about this, JC? How about we criminalize acts that are unconstitutional, right? Before we start getting all crazy about people well, using be... a flag as a symbol, why not we get even crazier about politicians who wrap themselves in the flag and then profess to be constitutionalists while they destroy America? That's my point. Okay. Mic so, drop. Point on case on point. We have Supreme Court opinion of Terrence Martin Martez Gamble versus the United States. Once again, Gorsuch sides with Ginsburg, okay? Now we have Gorsuch not being the only lame uh, lone wolf in favor of the Constitution, but we also have Ginsburg. Uh, I don't know if, if who is writing for the ghost of Ginsburg is, is being sucked into the Gorsuch constitutional realm, but I'm all for it because if Ginsburg's the ghost of Ginsburg and is going to start supporting the Constitution the way Gorsuch does, can can I just say can I just say when you you have gotten to the point where you only have two justices standing for the constitution in the Supreme Court and one of them is Ginsburg <laughs> we are in freaking trouble. Yeah, yeah. I mean right. it has gotten bad. So you've got this opinion Roberts, Breyer, Sotomayor, Kagan and Kavanaugh all operating to the destruction of your liberty. As arrogant men tear up our constitution and from every direction we cry around. You can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way. Chris Ann Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Uh, we are now jumping into this Supreme Court case, uh, Gamble v. U.S. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I'm sorry. I was trying to hold it in. You guys didn't get to see Chris Ann yelling at her computer <laughs> <laughs> during the break because it wasn't cooperating. Sorry. I just had to. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 
Chrisanne is having a day. She's a, you better tone that, down, that son. I might reach over and strangle you. Stick a dynamite, <laughs> ladies and gents. Stick a dynamite. So, anyway, just one of those days. Anyway, uh, we have this case. Now, let me tell you about the background of this, all right? This is the quintessential double jeopardy case. Mr. Martinez is pulled over in a traffic stop for a busted headlight. Oh, boy. Okay, are you ready? For a busted headlight. The officer smells marijuana and does a, uh, a search based on the probable cause of his smell of marijuana. JC's already you know, shaking his head. And in the search, finds a firearm. Now, Mr. Gamble, oh man, can we just bam, 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 right on top of each other. Mr. Gamble is a convicted felon. (laughs) So, the officer arrests him for possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. The state court prosecutes him for possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. The federal government comes in and says, okay, Mr. Gamble is also violating federal gun laws, which makes it illegal for what? To be a felon and possess firearms. What Was it a violent felony? It was a non-violent felony, was I, it not? I'm sure it was drug-related. I, I don't I know. Think I didn't look at that. It, that's... All superfluous. I, I believe. Well, I believe. I believe as I was reading, it was a nonviolent felony. Okay. Well, that is not as, as crazy as that sounds to all of our libertarian listeners. That is not as bad as it gets. It actually gets worse. By the way, all your anti-flag burners—they hadn't heard anything bad yet. They're like, "What's your problem, Chrisanne? Drug dealer?" Oh yeah, right, right. Okay. <laughs> Got so, a drug dealer off the street. Gamble says in his appeal, you can't prosecute me in my state and in the federal government for the exact same crime. The majority court says, oh, wait, it's not the same offense, right? Because... You have two different governments prosecuting you, right? And so this whole thing is the court's interpretation of the word offense in the Fifth Amendment. Nor shall any person be subject for the same offense to be twice put in jeopardy of life or limb, okay? So... Every human, every rational thinking human being would think that being prosecuted for possession of a firearm by a convicted felon in this court and being prosecuted for possession of a firearm by a convicted felon in this court is the same offense. Yeah, same event, same person, same firearm, same arresting officer. I mean, same, this event that they're being prosecuted for happened, you know, in one place in time, and both courts are referring right. to that single same, incident same, in that single, single place in that time. Single place in time, 
And the court says we have to now consider whether we're going to overrule a long-standing interpretation of the double jeopardy clause of the Fifth Amendment. I want you to make sure that you understand several words that they have in here. Overrule long-standing interpretation. Yep. Okay? It is their interpretation. And what's interesting is their application of the word long-standing is nothing before 1845. Okay? We must dismiss everything that happened before 1845. And now our long-standing precedent begins in 1845 regarding our interpretation, our interpretation of the Fifth Amendment. So anything that happened before 1845, including the men who wrote the Fifth Amendment, is not considered long-standing precedent. So that's crazy. What does it say? One, a crime under one sovereign's law is not the, quote, same offense same as offense. a crime under the laws of another sovereign. So that's like, you know, people use the example about perception, okay? So, like, you know, the way you've heard preachers explain the, go- the four Gospels, mm-hmm. okay? So it's like, they, you know, you use the example of four people at an intersection, like they witness a, a crash in the middle of an intersection, and one is standing on each Very corner, on each corner, right. okay? And they say about the Gospels, you know, well... Everybody seeing that accident in the intersection, mm-hmm. e- they're going to describe it in a different way, but it's still the same accident that they still all saw the same thing. So these guys are saying, even though four, when, when four people stand on an intersection and they look at an accident, it, it, because it's four different people, it is in reality four different accidents. Four different that, that's what situations. That's what this logic says. Well, they're two different sovereigns, so it's not the same offense. It's actually two different offenses. Just simply because two, two individuals are, are looking at the same thing right. makes that thing actually two, two things. So here's, here's the Th- crazy thing. By the way, that's not, that is not um, unsound reason or uh, un- unsound logic. That is a mental disorder. <laughs> that that's insanity. insanity. You not only are they these people not qualified in the law to be Supreme Court justices. That is seven out of nine people who should be in a mental institution, not on the Supreme Court. So if that's Gamble, how you view the world, Gamble, you are a lunatic. Okay. Gamble actually uh, brings up precedent in which Gorsuch is going to bring up in actually in his dissent about the founder's intent and he actually quotes and Gorsuch will do the same thing he uh, quotes the ratification debates those because they actually proposed an amendment uh, the language of the fifth amendment to to, to make a better definition that actually lines up with what the court says Well, the drafters of the Constitution said, no, that's not how we want to define offense. We don't want multiple prosecutions, so we are not going to use that particular language. We're going to use this language because it's simple, it's concise, and it's clear. Okay, And the the majority court says, you know, uh, that's not what they meant. And what's crazy is they use... um, 
he they use the majority court actually brings in a historical story in which they actually get it all wrong and i and i want to make sure that we we talk about this okay so the court has held long ha, held that two offenses are not the same offense for double double jeopardy if prosecuted by different sovereigns uh, okay so that's what jc was talking about now let's look at this historical account and i'm going to be agitated the okay. rest of the day yeah. because of this yeah so the, the, this is from the majority opinion. The government notes that the Declaration of Independence denounced King George III for protecting British troops by mock trial from punishment from, for any murders for which they should commit on the inhabitants of these states. The Declaration was alluding to the so-called Murderers Act passed by Parliament after the Boston Massacre, okay, which uh, a law that allowed British official, officials indicted for murder in America to be tried in England beyond the control of local juries. Now, their contention is because Great Britain created a law that said British troops cannot be prosecuted on American soil, that, and then our colonial, during our colonial period, Americans strongly objected to this law, right? that therefore they meant that there should be two separate sovereigns. What they totally ignore here, JC, is the fact that the, um, that the uh, law created, okay? The Murders Act was passed by Parliament not recognizing America as a separate sovereign because it was not. See, there. look at how they say, in America, as if America was a completely different country. We were not outraged that as a separate country that Great Britain wouldn't allow us to prosecute their soldiers. We were outraged because our own government was refusing to allow us to prosecute agents of our government under the very same law that the, Ameri that the British people in America would be prosecuted under. So they are completely re rewriting and mistelling history as if our outrage over this murderers act was because we considered my, ourselves a sovereign government and we couldn't prosecute as a sovereign government no look at they says yet on gamble's reading the same founders who quite literally revolted against the use of acquittals abroad to bar criminal prosecutions here would give, us, would give us an amendment allowing foreign acquittals to spare domestic criminals. This was not a foreign criminal. I have I, never this, heard. They, this is such novel reasoning. It's, it is beyond okay, comprehension. It's stupidity. Uh, yeah, it is complete you. ignorance, JC. And this is the history that we're teaching in the history books, that America, prior to our Declaration of Independence... Yeah. was a different country from Great Britain. And that we were freaking British citizens and we were ticked off because the British government was creating laws to immunize their government agents from prosecution for the crimes the British government had already reacted. I, I just... It's a, bu it's a bizarre line of reasoning that... It is our, a stupid our, line of reasoning. The framers were so upset that these guys couldn't be tried a second time that they created an amendment that said you can't be
Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. In the face of our completely and utterly and totally ignorant seven justices on the Supreme Court, prior to June, July, prior to July 7th, 1776, we were all British subjects. In case that little point of history missed you, we were not revolting. What in the world would we have an opportunity to revolt against if we were not part of the British government? Right. And so the Declaration of Independence was about inequitable prosecutions for government and people. And so this is from Gorsuch's, this is from Gorsuch's dissent. Now, remember, we're going to post the link to this. You've got to read Gorsuch's dissent. He says, so how does the government manage to evade the Fifth Amendment's seemingly plain command? On the government's account, the fact that the federal and state authorities split up the prosecution makes all the difference. Though the Double Jeopardy Clause doesn't say anything about allowing separate sovereigns to do sequentially what neither may do separately, the government assures us that the Fifth Amendment's phrase, same offense, does this work. Adopting the government's argument, the court supplies the following syllogism. An offense is defined by law, and each law is defined by a sovereign. So where there are two sovereigns, there are two laws and two offenses. Is that not beautiful? He says, and then he goes on. It's just beautiful, JC. Remember, the the majority court says long-standing precedent, right? Mm -hmm. But never quotes anything before 1845. In Gorsuch's dissent, he lists a long line of precedent against the majority court's opinion, rooting back to Rome in foreign countries and bringing it all the way through English law, through English common law, and actually gives a history of the double jeopardy clause that includes this correct understanding that we were British subjects, right? Yeah. So this is just... This is basic, uh, and it's funny, looking at the thing, it's not only he goes back, you know, all the way to ancient times forward, right. it's also all over the planet. He's yes. like, look at all these other nations and, and communities. I mean, everybody on the planet had this notion. Well, I think the point is, everybody who had a government that was supposed to be respecting the rights yeah. of the people. Right. This has been the precedent for centuries. Yeah. And then he goes a- back any, and anybody he Anybody who had a semblance of the rule of law. Right, anybody who had a semblance of the rule of law and natural law. And then he brings it forward to 1785, and he actually quotes the founders in writing the Fifth Amendment. So uh, this, is, this is the Joseph Story revisionism that we're seeing. This is, this is Gorsuch's closing statement. When governments may unleash all their might in multiple prosecutions against an individual, exhausting themselves only when those who hold the reins of power are content with the result. It is, quote, the poor and the weak and the unpopular and controversial who suffer first, and there is nothing to stop them from being the last. 
The separate sovereign's exception was wrong when it was invented in 1845, and it remains wrong today. Amen. So I realize, JC, that us covering these Supreme Court opinions are not as glamorous as as rehashing Donald Trump's announcement speech at nauseam. Trump called somebody a name. Let's do a show on it. Can I just can I just go ahead and cap off today's show and just really tick off the sycophants? What we told you here today is infinitely more important than anything Donald Trump could say for the next 150 freaking years. <laughs> I just come on now people, this is the Supreme Court. The body of government that the majority of Americans accept to be the ruling oligarchy of America. The final word. The final word on who you are as a human being. Yeah, just look at Roe v. Wade, right? The final word on who you are as a human being. Yeah, gag me. Look, they have now just said that the federal government and any other government on the planet can now prosecute you for the same crime as many times as they want until they get the result that they want. And the media says, Zippo, zilch, nothing, while your flag goes up in flames. This is the Supreme Court burning America, and you want to be worried about the symbol of that country. God bless you guys. We will see you next time.